for tuning in to another episode of... Bitchin' Metal. This month, the wonderful month of June, it's already a shit-hot summer here in Texas. Yes, it is. And when it's shit-hot, I like to think of more pleasant things, like my adventures in Norway back in April, where... The warmerest it got, warmerest it got, that's my new word, uh, was like 72 degrees. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, at night I needed a jacket. It was heaven. <laughs> heaven, I tell you. We're going to start this episode off with an interview from an interview, I did, an interview I did back in April with Psychopath. They're a thrash band from Bergen. I talked to them during Inferno. Uh, they they woke up nice and early and came and chatted with me about all sorts of things wonderful and metal. So let's listen to that. And let's then that. we're going to listen to a song. Because you've, you've never heard Psychopath, have you? I have not. Yeah, well, we're going to fix that. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce everybody and the part you play in the band. Yeah, should we start over here? Yeah. I'm Ivan, I'm, I'm the vocalist, founding member. Yeah, I'm Johannes, I play rhythm guitar. Mots, I play drums. Christian, I play bass. I'm Viljach, I play lead guitar. Very cool. And you guys formed back in 2015, correct? Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of startup issues and yeah. members. There's been a lot of iterations, yeah. like with different people, me and him. Started out in like 2012 or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and we've just been trying out different members and stuff, and we landed on a crew that fits us really well. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys, we came along in October. Like, yeah. 2017. Yeah. yeah. And that's when we really found our lineup. Yeah. And started. started recording and released three songs, and we're going to release four new songs in the near future. Yeah. Very nice. We just recorded them yeah. right before we came here. So. Like last week. Yeah. yeah. Shit's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> really fresh. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so being a relatively young band and probably not known too far out, uh, what's something that you guys want people to know about Psychopath? Huh. That's a good question. <laughs> hmm. But it's like, I, th- I, th- I think it is in the simple things. We just play thrash metal and... It's, it is what it is, you know, it's like... Yeah, no frills. No, it's no bullshit. <laughs> it's yeah. thrash metal. And that's pretty much it. it. Because in Bergen, we have a scene now that is like... It's us and two other bands. It's really fucking dead. In like, the, all of Western Norway, it's like, yeah, three, four thrash bands. Like, two who are active, and, and that's we are one of them. Yeah, and all the metal bands should, like, mix all these genres, and we're going to have a saxophone solo here. And yeah, that's... that's it's like, us. we just play pure metal. Yeah. I nothing more to it. Yeah. 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 You get what you, sh- you get what you're gonna you think you're gonna get. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's good. Thank you. Thank so. you. <laughs> Damn, I had no idea it was so. I I was expecting there to be like a, a, a 
or more of a scene. Yeah, it's I mean, surprising. the metal scene in general in like Western Norway and the Bergen area, it's it's alive and well the underground scene. But like for thrash, it's it's kind of dead. In Oslo, it's doing kind of a little bit better. There's yeah. a lot of like underground, tiny, like super punk black metal thrash outfits, like kill the fucking posers, <laughs> right? And that shit's cool, but it gets gets a little bit samey, uh, at least for my tastes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, with thrash, for me. It's like, yeah, there's there's good thrash bands out there, but it's like finding the gems that mm. don't just sound like they're copying or... Yeah. You but know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 But thrash yeah. is a... It is a quite hard genre to play because there are many, many good thrash bands. Yeah. You don't want to like sound finding, like any of them, right? No, yeah. but you want to be in the same ballpark. Yeah. But you don't want to s- sound the same thing. So you have to just do your own... Do thrash, but with a little twist, yeah. and like do take inspiration from other genres, and yeah. like we take a lot of inspiration from like early death metal, like Entombed, yeah, with others. Also, like fucking hip hop and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we like pretty much we like many genres, and we pull inspiration from many of them. Yeah, and like yeah, Entombed is a big inspiration for us as well. Yeah, not just Metallica or Megadeth or Slayer. It's like. Yeah. It's not so obvious in the music though. It kind of subtle. Yeah. Yeah. But we started out like, fuck yeah, let's play fucking thrash. It's got to be thrash, 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 right? But we kind of, with the years, evolved into just making shit we like. Turned out that's thrash. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not that's like that, we that's set out to cool. write a yeah. thrash song. It's, we just write a song and it becomes uh, yeah, thrash. It, it's, <laughs> it's thrash. <laughs> and I think that's a correct, correct way to do things. If you have to force it, it probably not going to be so good <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it has to come just naturally we just jam and play and it is trash so we play trash indeed so with that being said it sounds like after the band is around for many years like it could even evolve to maybe incorporate other things I mean, push possibly, the boundaries possibly most likely yeah we are ex- yeah. experimenting with some new things in this new in this new EP yeah I mean like not like super far out stuff but some new, new vocal and, yeah. techniques and yeah, still the yeah. no clean singing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that no shit. clean singing. Fuck but that shit. Yeah. Another type of growls. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to like overall be more dynamic. You know, just more interesting and yeah. because you, you can music. get away with like a three-song EP with like full force and yeah. full speed, but a whole album with just full blast is going to be very boring. Yeah. So at least for us. At least for us. So you, you have, for me, you have a good metal album like Raining Blood, for example. You have to have that dynamic. Yeah. Mm. And with Postmortem of that record, it's yeah, like saves example. the whole thing for me, I think. Because you get yeah. that like... It's that breather. It's that breather you, you just, yeah. you want to headbang to. And and then the rest of the album is chaotic and that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need that little breather in the middle. Yeah. And also like with the... Uh, kind of revival of the thrash scene that's been happening the last few years like with yeah. Power Trip and stuff mm-hmm. yeah fucking Power Trip <laughs> they're from uh, my state they are? yeah they're Texas? yeah fucking sweet yeah fucking sweet I really want to see those guys live someday but we like when we discovered those guys we were kind of late to the party on that one we were like shit that's that's fucking it yeah we right? didn't start to listen to them until Nightmare Logic the newest yeah. album where I heard that I heard that album and was like yeah. <laughs> it's like I came across it in a tattoo shop in Berlin it was like playing on the speakers I asked the guy who was doing my ink he was like I was like what the fuck is this I mean why have I never heard this and he's like yeah why have you never heard this it's fucking power trip what the fuck are you doing so yeah we were kind of late on that one but 
like that kind of stuff when you when you get like the fresh sounds but it's it still has the uh, the, the power and the audacity the punch yeah, yeah. the attitude very cool yeah. well this is a good segue towards I always love to know the people that are making the music that I enjoy yeah. what are they listening to hmm. <laughs> oh wow just the most recent thing a lot of opa yeah he's a prog <laughs> yeah he's a prog he like <laughs> prog <Yeah>. bands and, <laughs> Uh, hmm. I don't know. I like. To be fair, I don't listen to that much metal in my own time. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty we play mix. Metal and we like we practice two or three times a week. That is metal and yeah. It's yeah. when you're but. I think for my own time, I'm very fan of the seventies, seventies rock. Mm. I Rush, Yes, Genesis, all that. I love it. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I listen to in my own time. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm not saying no to Cranks on Pantera either. Oh, no, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's still metal, still a lot of metal, but it's mixed in with, like, I mean, I've, lately I've been listening to a lot of Grace Jones because, <laughs> yeah, she's fucking awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of jazz, a little bit of classical music, but all mixed in with, like, healthy dose of, yeah, metal. <laughs> fucking gut shit. We have our shit. pure metal right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, to metal to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, drop some names for us. Uh, well, my favorite band is uh, Black Sabbath. It was always they're always gonna be the best band in the world for me. Uh, of course. I, I don't know. I mainly listen to oh, old school death metal, black metal. You have uh, Immortal, Enslaved. Um, I like what Enslaved are doing, putting more prog out there. How they're evolving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen to a lot of the old school kind of <laughs> mayhem, Dark Throne. Yeah, he's a bit more on the church burning side. <laughs> yeah, I don't burn churches though. Yeah. They just build them back up. Yeah, yeah our tax money is kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> to quote Abbott on that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, recently I've been listening a lot to. Billie Eilish new album. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's kind of mainstream, what? but I think she's really cool. I've no who? Billie Eilish. She's a 16 year old emo kid who makes surprisingly cool music. Blue hair? Yeah, yeah I think so. A she's friend like of mine just showed me to show yeah. me her. Yeah, I think she's really cool. Yeah, she is. She's very oh. interesting. She is? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's kind of an seems interesting like mind. She's <laughs> like the opposition in uh, pop music. Yeah. yeah. She's of the new generation of opposition in that. Yeah, and she's giving pop more depth. It's not just like yeah. hollow. Let's have fun. Like yeah. the '90s pop music that just makes me want to take a spoon to my ears. <laughs> yeah, basically, metal baller. Yeah. yeah. We sound kind of soft right now, though. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know, Billy Eilish and uh, Yes and Genesis and shit. I think my favorite band in the world is ABBA. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and Megadeth too, though. Spoon yeah. Two ears. And Exodus. And Exodus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. I mean, lately, I I I noticed it's been a little too. Yeah, it's been too much other stuff. You know, I've I've tried. I've been trying to kind of get back into the metal stuff, but I'm. I, uh, it's hard to find stuff you haven't listened to fifteen times already. So I've been searching the underground and shit, and it's there's a lot of cool bands coming up. But like uh, me oh and yeah. Billy, we bonded basically over Megadeth. We were like fifteen yeah. Yeah, or something, like and we played in another band together and. Mm-hmm. We, we like. I met him. We started talking about Megadeth, and we start jamming the riffs. Yeah. And yeah, now we're here. So <laughs> mm. we we, we actually went. We traveled from Bergen to Oslo to see Megadeth 
Um, Judas Priest. And Judas Priest at uh, at Santa Cena. Yeah. We, we were like awesome. 12 years again. It was. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I think Megadeth is the perfect band when you're like playing guitar yourself because it's so much fun. Like doobie doobie doo. It's so much technical stuff too. Yeah. But, yeah. It's so much like what did just happen for yeah. like a millisecond. Yeah, and we like yeah. to do that as well. Like some some air candy for people who play instruments and stuff. Yeah. But it was. It, it will never come between a good song and the technical yeah. aspect of. You still gotta have well. the shit you you want to move to, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's the important part. A good song is always a good song, either it's yeah. Yeah. technical it's it's finding yeah. the balance. As long as yeah. you can move to it, it's fucking great. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. So, what is your music making process? Um, fucking slow. <laughs> uh, mainly, it starts with a riff. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, because we play like very riff-based music. It's yeah, like of course. It's very guitar and drums driven, you know, and we usually write the whole song before the vocals even yeah. enters, and then we have the whole song and he starts singing on it. Yeah, and we and jam out, we make and small changes and stuff. And then we start to shrink it down, and maybe we should cut that yeah. half. And but it's like Trim with it. these new songs, it's, it's been we have it's not completely done until we are in the studio. Yeah, and we'll we like keep improving and cutting off the fat, you know, getting yeah. to the core of things. And the, and that's like the biggest lesson I think I learned when I when I record these songs is like they don't have to be too fast or too long. It's all about the don't drag out a certain riff or certain. It's have to be interesting the whole yeah. time, you know. So yeah. I mean, we might think it's fucking cool for two minutes, right? But yeah, but. That's two minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy to get too attached to a riff. It's a riff yeah. you made and you think it's really cool. Yeah. It doesn't serve the song. It's really hard to cut it out, even though yeah. you have to sometimes. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. If it you is. Like, have a really badass riff and you want to have it in the song. Yeah. But all the other guys is like, ah, oh, it don't, don't fit yeah. the song. Yeah. And, and then you go home like... <laughs> 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 well, couldn't you save the riff? Yeah, we put it on ice. We have a riff back on always ice. Yeah. yeah, but we never check it. We always forget. Oh, it. It's do. like two years later. It's like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, but you're the drummer, so mm. we don't listen to you. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. We, we have like a memory card with like... Yeah. How many riffs? Very, very, very yeah, many riffs. Couple of hundred. And yeah. one day we're like, if we, if we, re- we have a song, we're stuck on 90%. it. Ninety percent, we're stuck on it, and it's like yeah. soon finished. Mm-hmm. We will go into the memory card and see if we have some riffs that would fit. And it's like a puzzle piece, basically. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. It usually starts with one riff yeah. and one idea, and yeah. and we start jamming on it and yeah. try different drum beats and. Sometimes yeah. you just get in the flow and you have the whole song. Like yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Sometimes one of these two will just write the whole thing and present it to yeah. us as a demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go into so we like we have this tiny, tiny ass rehearsal room. It's like maybe twice the size of this table. <laughs> at least it feels like it. Yeah. And yeah, they come in maybe with half a song, a whole song, whole demo, like two riffs, and we just jam on it for like yeah a couple of months maybe. Different well, ideas, different vocal lines, different yeah. But it times. takes quite a lot of time actually yeah, we're more super time slow <laughs> more time than you would expect to write us we have used a year to finally produce four songs yeah to finally I, when I say that I mean it's really fucking cool there's always <laughs> different renditions of the yeah. songs like one of the songs we have on the new EP I think we re-recorded it like three times as different songs yeah, yeah. And, and it's always like when I say we used a year to finish four songs it's like a year to finish them 
as a whole product because we were never really happy with them and we we're gonna change and change and change all the time yeah and then we finally came up with an with an idea and we recorded that and we we're really happy with it so we we're really excited to release these four new songs yeah it's gonna be sweet nice when do you think that'll be out probably this year question. i can guarantee it this year i'm gonna guess probably fall late summer fall ish Cool. Is this going to be a digital only release or a physical? Now that's a secret for now, <laughs> but we're going to figure it out, okay? Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see here. I also like to ask, what are you guys reading? Reading? Um, right now I'm reading, um, oh, i got to find the uh, author. It's called To Walk or The Art of Living a Poetic Life. Hmm. Just give me a sec, i got to find the uh, author. No, right, you're good. <laughs> I'm. I haven't read that many books. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I like. He's the simple one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's so adorable. It's a. It's a. It's an author from Bergen. He. Um, his name is Thomas Espedal, and uh, it's called "To Walk or the Art of Living a Wild and Poetic Life." And it's not as edgy as it sounds. It's a really fucking great book. It's. Uh, yeah, it's in Norwegian, so you're kind yeah. of fucked on that one. But <laughs> I, I have to. F- Cross my fingers and hope there's a translation. I think it. I think there is. It's uh, it's sold really well in uh, like the last fifteen years. It's, ah. uh, yeah, it came out in two thousand and six, and it's it's a fucking gem. I recommend it to everyone. So in Norwegian, go alla kunsten och levet vilt och poetisk liv. Read it. I normally just read like biographies by different musicians. Like I've read Scott Ian's book, uh, David Stein's book, R.C. So Dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, I actually read a lot these days. Uh, mostly nerd books. Like <laughs> right now I'm on The Fall of Gondolin by Tolkien. That's uh, not a nerd book. That's, uh, that's classic. I read different, different, different things. I mean, I, I try to re- read Alistair Crowley, but I can't understand shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, lots of different things. I mostly like the fantasy world. Yeah. I he doesn't like this one, not this yeah. one. It's just I the orcs and shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm also orcs a big fantasy, yeah. fantasy mm. fan. So if, if you have any good fantasy books, just throw them at me. Mm. I'll read that shit eventually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to think on it. Mo- mostly read Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> like just all look it. at his arm. Yeah, he has a Balrog on his arm. It's, oh, uh, he's yeah. a fan. <laughs> You're a little bit of a fan. That's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I am reading at the moment, but it's not voluntarily. <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> for school? I'm having exams yeah. and shit and music theory. It's going to be good. Yeah, but music theory. It's interesting. Yeah. And it, mm. it's you can use it in the music yeah. making. But that's like the... I, I think it's pretty cool because me and him, we come from completely different backgrounds as well. Yeah. He's like from the more much do, classical yeah. aspect. He's playing piano and yeah. he have all that theory... And I'm not have very little of that theory, so it's like I came more from a rock metal background, rock blues. Yeah. yeah, background and he came more for the restricted classical, and together we can make something work with. Yeah, with those. Yeah, it's fun to yeah. jam along. And yeah, because something I would never think of. It's like yeah. yeah, and he always blows my mind with like the technical aspect of things, yeah. technical aspects of things, and the harmonic aspect of things. We like. We have a riff and we're going to play a harmonic to it. 
mm. he just figured it out in three seconds and he have a harmonic already so it's, yeah. that blows my mind that would take me like at least 15 minutes to figure out so but it is kind of like walking a razor's edge between like the super intricate classical proggy super thrash kind of way too many things at once yeah. and just a fucking riff machine right so we try to find like yeah and well, we need both sides of that as aspects to oh yeah like that's we, our we thing I think if I just wrote the songs, it would be very simple, very. It would be very stale in the long run. But if he wrote it, it was maybe too much of it in the long run. So there, it is a thing in the middle there to balance. Yeah. yeah. And we like can tell each other like that doesn't work. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to be like too careful about it either. No. It's like yeah, that kind of sucks because it's all too of much. us have <laughs> the same intention. Like, just make, make a good song. Yeah. <laughs> it's just want to make the song the best the song can be, most face ripping, you know. Yes. Let's see. A weird one. What do you eat for breakfast? We haven't eaten breakfast. A cup of yet. coffee and a cigarette. <laughs> <Yeah>. Christians. Christians. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Two cups of coffee and a cigarette, and then maybe like a slice of bread with some uh, leva postai on it, or hummus. I really fucking love hummus. Yeah. Take some hummus and uh, a couple of slices of cucumber and some tomato. Wrap that shit up. With <laughs> slice. Oh, God damn. Uh, yeah, we haven't eaten breakfast yet. But I've had my cup of coffee and a cigarette. Yeah. Bagels. So I'm good for like at least two more hours. With chicken. With chicken. Nice. It's like, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Simple. Yeah, bread. But right now it's desperate times coffee. in Oslo. We're fucking poor and everything costs like a hundred kroners for like half a cup of coffee. And <laughs> you can look at a slice of bread, but you can't eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, coming from America, I definitely uh, yeah. sympathize. I'm like, oh my god, this, do- this hot dog is so affordable compared to everything else. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to eat my, my weight in hot dogs. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just um, pro tip, stay. You know, at Nalvas and all those kiosks and shit, they have those pizza slices, the square ones. Stay away from it. Yeah, yeah that's food poisoning. Oh, right food. before a show yeah. last time. We yeah, played. we played at Vatalan. Yeah, uh, was it? It was this year, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got like hardcore food poisoning the same day we were playing. It was, yeah, it was bad. So stay away from those. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. I I wasn't planning on eating. Uh, yeah. We we have like sushi in our convenience stores, like Seven oh, yeah. Eleven, and I'm I like, think we have that some in some of our stores. Yeah, well. I swear you guys have Narvisons, like we have Starbucks, because I was standing yeah. in a place and I saw a Narvison across from a Narvison with a Narvison kiosk. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you can spit from one to the next one, basically. Yeah, we have a lot of Starbucks too, though, and that kind of sucks. It's killing all the tiny like independent coffee shops. I hate Starbucks. that actually have good coffee. They're getting fucked by Starbucks. Starbucks. Just makes gross roasted crap that they just put a bunch of sugar in. It's fucking yeah, nasty. Uh, yeah. It's not coffee. Pretty it's much, like, it's shit. It is shit. <laughs> in a cup. Yeah, don't With support a Starbucks. But he he's so fan of coffee. Like he really takes offense of Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck Starbucks. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. Back home, there's a place that roasts like organic coffee beans. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's oh. just like, yeah. fuck yes. <laughs> And also, fuck the dark roast hype. Medium is the way to go. Always. Dark roast is just, we burnt the fuck out of the beans. Yeah, I mean, it tastes good, but you kill half the caffeine. And mm-hmm. you only get the... Yeah, yeah. really did. And you only get, like, half the flavor. And the acid levels go through the fucking roof, so you can't have as much coffee, which is stupid. Yeah. Right, so, light roast, medium. But medium is... Yeah. Yeah. The cat there with the coffee. I would be oh, disappointed yeah. if, if one of you at least wasn't somewhat like I swear I feel like everyone in America drinks like light roast, like Folgers garbage coffee, yeah. like, or Starbucks crap. Mm. Anyway. We have free coffee. 
Gile, frokost, kaffe. That's a good coffee. Yeah, it's a good coffee. It's like an all-rounder. Nice. Is that just something you get at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah it's like the red bag it. with the coffee, cu- coffee cup on it. It's like the international <laughs> coffee of Norway. Yeah. You should try it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Also, the dude to. who owns the company, Harman Freyla, he's like the weirdest dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's like this hippie, long-haired, super capitalist re- dude who just like walks around, drives his Porsche and laughs at people. Yeah, he used to be the mayor too, so we, uh, we have a really weird relationship with that guy. Like, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Bergen sounds like a big little town. It's yeah. little and big, Bergen? yeah. You're right yeah. about that. Like everyone knows each other. Yeah, have you been to Bergen before? I'm actually leaving for Bergen on Monday. Sweet, we, we are as well. We are as well. Yeah, we're heading back, home. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, spend four days and then move on to Stockholm. Oh. You're off for Stockholm Slaughter. Anyway. Sweet, never been. Is there a band that you would love to share the stage with or tour with? Megadeth. Mm. Yeah, without <laughs> doubt, Megadeth. No, no question. <laughs> no, okay. Like in this life, though. <laughs> yeah, but like Exodus. Exodus. It was like it would be so cool to tour with one of those old school old in the game bands like Testament or Exodus or or even Power Trip, you know. Yeah, for me, like, new, but yeah. for me Power Trip, Chromags, uh, Havoc, that would be fucking awesome, yeah. Havoc's good. Mm. Indeed. But, but I think it would be cool to like see how those old school are, yeah. trash fans reacted to us. If like yeah. we do come to a show like in person, in person, if yeah. you see like Testament, we have all these old dudes who were like eighteen in the eighties, right? And they fucking lived it and lived the thrash scene and see how they reacted to us. That would be pretty exciting to see. And, um, yeah, and 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 they c- can also see that there are new bands who are trying to do the same thing and trying to make thrash big again, basically. <laughs> Make thrash great again. <laughs> <laughs> make that I a cat. How you yeah. huh? make it red. I saw how you dodged using it. Yeah, I don't want to say that word. <laughs> oh, shit. We should make like an old school snapback. Make thrash great again. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think it would sell, though. God, I, I hope Half the population. Um, <laughs> look, look like last this. question. Yeah. If you could collaborate with any living musician, who would you choose? Oh, oh my shit. God. Um, for like, like anything for or for the band? Uh, for the band. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a tough question. Mm. Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> Have Lars Ulrich play drums on one song. Oh God, no. <laughs> no, never, ever. Um, that's a really good question. I think it would be pretty cool to have Dave Lombardo. That well, would be thank fucking you. awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, much, but that would be fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, nah, Tom Hunting. <laughs> yeah, but I would really like to see a guest vocal with maybe Tom Mariah or Chuck good. Billy or yeah. Rob Dukes. Setro, dude. Setro. Phil Anselmo would be really awesome. Cool. Just yeah. come come in the studio, say, walk on home, boy, and just, mm. just go. <laughs> yeah. Walk on home, How about for guitars? Because you replaced me in Mats. How about you guys? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Alex Golnick. Yeah, that would be yeah. awesome, yeah. I would leave on the day for Alex Golnick, so... Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys getting up.
That was Armageddon by Psychopath off of their Primal Instincts EP that released just last August. Uh, they are on Loyal Blood Records. And uh, what did you think of that, friend? It was very thrashy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was a, that was a good song. I liked... Uh, I like the little, I know that this is very generic and people would be like, well, which part are you talking about? But there's like a little catchy double bass part, like da 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 part of the song that I liked. Uh, but it's very, very presentable. And uh, these guys seem very uh, knowledgeable about things. I like their, I like their taste in music. I know, I knew you would. <laughs> I do. <clears throat> yeah, it was really nice talking to them, and and the book that I believe it was Ivan mentioned. Mm. Oh, fuck, where'd my phone go? I looked it up, and now I can't find it, and it's over there. Go, go, Gadget Goodreads, to the rescue. Don't, don't do it, you motherfucker. Okay, Tramp, or The Art of Living a Wild and Poetic Life, by Thomas Espidel. It was translated by James Anderson. Hear that? Translated. Us saps who don't speak Norwegian, or read it, can enjoy this book as well. And it's on my list of books to buy, because I have a problem. (laughs) We all do. don't we but yeah yeah it's good good stuff i think that was uh i probably said this before in previous previous episodes but that i think that that was a really really good start right gets, gets the gets the juices flowing a little little thrash metal goes goes a very long way with getting the party started it's like a coffee enema oh yeah <laughs> That's too much coffee. <laughs> too much. No, it's not too much coffee. <laughs> but I have uh, high hopes for this band. I think they have a good outlook and just motivation. And I feel like they will keep themselves from getting stale like like some bands like, some bands, like, fall into a niche, and that's their thing. Like, the Rolling Stones, you know, they've been playing the same shit for since the beginning of time. And it works for them. Yeah. But I feel like in metal evolving is what keeps the, the scene alive. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, that was that. Good, good shit. It was a good interview. I really liked interviewing those guys. I thought they were interesting as fuck. Anyway. Uh, ooh, next up uh, is actually a band that one of our listeners told me about. Uh, so if you like it, you can thank G. Bruno Johansson. Oh, wow. I fucked your name up. I'm really sorry, bud. Johansson. Double S. Oh, double S. Double S. Anyway, he told me about Convent, this band from Denmark. Uh, They put a demo out back in 2017. 
they recently signed to Napalm Records and they are working on their first, first full-length album. Uh, they are Death Doom. Uh, this is four women making fucking metal. And four women? Yeah. And they're, All right. You know, bitches are brutal. Chick Doom. Chick, chick Death Doom. <laughs> Fuck yes. So I'm going to play for you... Chernobyl child off of their demo. Look upon these. What are they? They are your children. They are the children of all who walk the earth unseen. Their names are ignorance and want. Beware of them. For upon their brow is written the word doom.
All right, that was Chernobyl Child. What? Huh? <laughs> you and your faces. Well, I kind of hate that we called it chick metal. Why is that? Because women just want to be seen in the, in the scene as musicians. But I still like calling out that they're women because representation is important. I think so, too. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with calling it like, well, I mean, maybe... It's like a little too flashy saying saying chick doom, but I mean, like, can you like name like on on all ten of your hands and feet? <laughs> I screwed that up. You're fine. I mean, can can you name like a million and one like uh, female like full female metal bands? Like, I can't. So if if I find that, I'm like, ooh. Oh yeah, it's it's a diamond in, in the rough. Come on now, right? Yeah, like uh, fuck, Sisters of Suffocation. Wait, they were. Uh, I think they're they, they're drummers. A guy. Because ah. drummers don't fucking grow on trees. Yeah, they don't. They're fucking <clears throat> rare. So, y- you get a drummer, and you don't care what gender they are. Yeah. Are you a spaghetti sexual? <laughs> spaghetti That's sexual. That's fucking great. You got you can drum like a beast. Let's go. Finding a drummer is the biggest reason why I gave up on my dream of being a a musician. Oh, a, a live <laughs> performing musician? Yeah. No, I mean I'm 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 joking, of course, but drummers are hard to find. Yeah. Um but yeah, let's let's not like let's not like beat around the bush here. Metal is definitely a male dominant thing, so that that's why. Like, if I hear something like this, which by the way, the song was good. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the slower, the better. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, if I was a producer in any any band that that I had the like uh, opportunity to record say the fastest say like thrash metal band like creator i'd be like you slow it sir you slow (laughs) it right down slow it to a screeching halt um but yeah i like i like slow songs like that Mm, yeah slow dance to that (laughs) (laughs) that's what i missed out on in my school dances is songs like this slow dancing to death doom (laughs) yeah i don't know about you but my high school dances were lame as fuck and never yeah. had anything that that enjoyable. I had more luck with women back then than I do now. I didn't. <laughs> oh, interesting. Anyway, high school's weird. I hated it. But enough of that bullshit. Let's switch it up. We're playing something that released back in April. I don't know how I fucking... Like, looked past it. Shit. You just sometimes miss shit. Shit fun? Shit fun! <laughs> um, I'm gonna butcher this name. They're from Italy. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Tenebra? I wrote down the pronunciation. I would... that That's how I would pronounce it. I just like to... Tenebra? T-E-N-E-B-R-A. There's a bra on it. Teeny bra. And now I know how to say bra because I'm a lady. 
But anyway, this is their debut album that was released in April. Uh, they kind of fall into that sound of like 70s hard rock, psych stoner mm. stuff. Kind of. Haven't heard that in a while. Fun. Uh, this album features six tracks that can be thought of as a single 24 minute suite presented in six movements. Uh, oh, their band name means uh, darkness, gloom, night. Well, you know, which is fun. But I think I think you're gonna like it. But we'll see. We shall. We shall. That song was called In Tenebra, which is is kind of the name of the band, which is Tenebra. What do you think? Hmm. I really like it. I really like it too. Um, it reminds me 
course, this is going to be my go-to. It reminds me of uh, of sleep, of course. Mm. Uh, specifically, uh, what is it? Dragonaut? Dragonaut? Yeah. Um, but the good thing, one of my favorite things about those type of jams mm-hmm. is they they are common. It's it's like the, you know the triplet in metal. Uh, that I would love nothing more than to like walk in to a a venue just like in Dallas somewhere and have somebody playing that type of jam and like let me like come in and play with them. But I I love uh what is it like stoner stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's slow, it's very digestible. Um I don't know, I just I could go on and on about about uh, songs like that. That that never gets old, ever, no. ever, ever. It it uh, I've never really listened to All Let Us Sleep, but it r- reminded me of Space Slug. Have I ever made you listen to Space Slug? Yes, I fucking love Space Slug. So when I heard this, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. The whole the whole album is is really good. Uh, I want to start with the first song because, like they said, it's six movements. And yeah. I don't want to just, like, expose people to the middle of the fucking album, so Okay, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But there are vocals, correct? Fuck, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, like, just, like, get listening to music uh-huh. and... Uh, and then people will be like, oh, does it have, uh, like my dad, like I like to share music with my dad, but he's not really a big fan of of growling. Yeah. Like if it's kind of blended into the music, I guess he's okay with it. Like I showed him sleep and he was super down with sleep and I'm like, you like funeral doom? What the fuck, dad? <laughs> You're like in your 60s and you're jamming to this shit. Um, but yeah, it's something that I just like sometimes don't think about. No, that's understandable. I mean, like, a lot of those, a lot of songs like this, well, I mean, this one's obviously just instrumental, but a lot of, like, stoner stoner metal bands, like, there's enough space between stuff that mm-hmm. I would understand why somebody, like... Would block, like, just, like, zone out? Yeah. Because it's really easy to just, like, put it on, lay on the couch, close your eyes, and just, like, go on a journey. Oh, yeah. That's that's the best type of music. Right? But yeah, I, again, stuff like this never, ever gets old. I just, I just hope that I can live the dream of walking into a venue one day and somebody's playing this and I just pick up a guitar and like, yeah. Music like this makes me want to learn how to play my bass already. I've had this thing for over a decade and I still don't know how to play the fucking thing. That is perfect bass music. I know. Perfect. Like absolutely perfect. Yeah. Oh, I know we can, we can go you, on and on. Spend a whole episode. Oh my God. Oh, <gasps> we should totally do an entire episode of just <laughs> music like this. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Right? Oh shit. Oh God. All right. It's going to happen. I don't know when, but I'm keeping my eye out because there is a space leg album that's come out and i still haven't gotten around to listening to it 
I'm a terrible fan. But the first two are <laughs> fucking solid as shit. Listen to that shit all day. Anyway, back on track. We have a second interview on this episode. Oh, yes. So, I played a little bit of Trespasser from Sweden. Oh, fuck. A while ago. I don't even remember what episode it was. I'll figure that out and we'll talk about it. Uh, but anyway, I was going to interview them, him, the band. Um, but my travel plans to go to Sweden changed and I didn't make it. So we did a Skype interview instead. I'm going to play that for you right now. And then we're going to play uh, a song which uh, he's picked out. So here it goes. I am here with 16 of Trespasser. We'll, we'll stick yes. with that. Yes. Uh, first off, uh, when I first heard the the album, because uh, yes. I can't say that. I don't even Shomu know what those letters. Pardon? Shomu ne vishlu. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Thank you. I really like it. And I also just saw that you guys, well, you're planning on releasing a vinyl? Yeah, the vinyl came out uh, in February. So it's been out for a couple of months now. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I rarely buy vinyl from overseas because the shipping is murder. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the same like uh, um, ordering from Germany. The, the the pressing plant and the record label is in Germany, and I'm located in Sweden. So it's almost the same shipping, I think. It's fucked here in Europe as well, yeah. Ooh, damn, I thought it was just because there was a giant ocean between us. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's even worse, yeah. Yeah, um, but for those that, that aren't familiar with your band, uh, you play black metal. They used to tell, yeah, <laughs> we usually get categorized as black metal. I don't want to call it black metal because I don't see myself as part of the black metal scene because I don't have like a satanic message or anything like that. Um, um, but yeah, black metal has been used more than once to describe it. How would you best describe it then? Death metal, I guess. Uh, I mean, like... Um, I see the black metal scene as uh, as a religious scene uh, with a strong satanic uh, message, uh, and since I don't adhere to to their uh, point of view, uh, I I don't I'm not that comfortable with uh, using black metal as a as a genre description. All right, noted. Uh, yeah. I also. I also found uh, some of your themes to be very interesting, um, especially uh, Nestor Machno. Is yeah. I'm pronouncing him right? When I saw that name, I've, of course, being the curious human that I am, had to look him up. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to this guy about this because I, I learned about uh, the, the, the free territory that he put up. Yeah, exactly. 
It was like a part of the Russian Civil War uh, yeah. during the, the, the revolution. And the, the Black Army, which defended the free territory, fought both the whites uh, and, uh, and the reds, uh, the Soviets, at, at one time. And also uh, invading forces from the West and also um, like nationalist uh, forces in the Ukraine which wanted to, to build like a national state. So they were like in between everything and fighting everyone for a free anarchist territory. Yeah, which they successfully had for um, from 1918 to 1921. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, learning about their, uh, what was his name? Francisco Ferrer. Uh, education that they adopted, which I thought was really pretty cool for the time period. Yeah, I don't know so much about that part, actually. Apparently, I uh, I went a little overboard. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Where did you read it? Uh, I just found it on Wikipedia, but his whole stance was, because uh, he's from Barcelona, was from okay. Barcelona. He's very dead now, um, obviously. But it was... Essentially, taking like a very religious-based education and like sending it over to more like a secular um, education, more yeah. democratic, I guess. Or, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> I think they adopted lots of the more secular um, kind of theories because I guess the the fight was. Not only um, between the, the bourgeoisie and the more socialist-oriented uh, uh, people, but also a fight with the, with the church, um, of course, uh, and the Tsarist forces, which were really religious. So, yeah, makes sense. Indeed. So, is there any particular song on the album that has that as inspiration, or is it just kind of like an underlying theme throughout? Um, it wasn't supposed to be like a theme album, uh, but I was uh, I was reading a couple of books on uh, Nestor Makhno and the Maknovshina, which was the, the organization or the, the, the movement around him uh, at the time. So more and more songs got that theme. Uh, like, it, it wasn't planned at the beginning. I was just trying to um, to incorporate as many uh, anarchist uh, like history uh, events as possible in the beginning, and then it became more and more uh, focused on the Ukrainian part of the of the history. Very cool. Yeah, like the uh, to the barricades is a translation of the. Alas Barricadas, uh, anarchist anthem from the Spanish Civil War. Uh, so it's maybe 20 years later than the, than the Ukrainian Revolution. So it spans over, yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> Neat. That's, that's interesting. Um, let's see here. What have you been listening to? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go too in-depth. 
And you don't have to worry about like, oh, I've been listening to big band. Like, oh, I know, yeah. Spend the gambit. Um, I've always wanted to to make a like extreme metal band. Uh, I had some not so good tries with a black metal band when I was in was it, is it called high school or something when I was like fifteen uh, or even. Before, uh, 15 to 18 uh, and it was really lousy uh, and since then I've been playing punk uh, and hardcore and crust and d-beat and stuff like that um, and I really I've been into that scene because I, I love the the atmosphere and I love the people in that scene but they can't play for shit so <laughs> it's never it's never worked out with playing like the music I really really want to play myself so one day I got tired of it and I just uh, quit my band I had at the time, which was called Insect, uh, or we, uh, we quit together because our guitarist left. But anyways, um, a, lot, so a lot of those riffs I took to my new project and then I started learning like playing blast beat myself because I didn't have, an, uh, have a drummer that was good enough. Uh, and I didn't have a guitarist or bassist or anything that was uh, up to my standards. So I just went into the rehearsal room and tried to play everything myself. Mm. So I didn't actually ask you your role in the band. Do you just play all the instruments? Yeah, uh, I play everything. And then I have uh, my friend uh, who I live with, um, he sings. But he uh, he's... Uh, He's not here right now. He was actually gonna be in the interview, uh, like we, we planned it before, but now he's uh, he's out in the countryside right now. So. But you asked about uh, inspirations, and, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, just like what you were listening to. Yeah, um, Marduk always, uh, and dissection. That's I think that's where I wanted to land. Uh, I've always been listening to like Dissection and Marduk and Immortal and the classic Scandinavian bands. Uh, and that was like kind of the, the yeah. my 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 view on a perfect sound, you know. Fast and aggressive but still melodic. Uh, which I've tried to adapt to my own <laughs> standard. I know, and I think here uh, the influence is pretty, pretty well. Like the, the dissection style riffs and and some of the more warlike Marduk uh, riffs and stuff. Anyway, I hope you can hear it. Well, I'm kind of terrible at like picking out influences like that, but I I definitely am. I really like dissection and immortal. I've never really listened to a whole lot of Marduk, but no. Yeah, I can recommend it. Um, which album would you recommend? The last one? No, wait. They released one really crappy one after uh, the one I was. The one I meant was uh, Frontschwein, uh, the second last, I think, from 2016 or something, maybe. Oh. Their first like uh, World War Two themed record. Cool. Yeah. I'll make sure to check it out. Please do. Um, okay, so since you're a two-piece, how how what's your music making process? Oh, <laughs> um, I usually make a whole bunch of riffs, 
I, I make riffs and riffs and riffs and riffs. And then I try to uh, fit them all together. Because usually they come in like, I don't know how you say it, like in waves with uh, like similar styled riffs, which I can't make a song of because they are too similar. Uh, but then I try to um, try to uh, pick one of each kind and make songs of them. But then I have to write the lyrics like simultaneously because it's really important to that the lyrics follow the riffs in some way to make it. I want to make it like epic and <laughs> you know uh, it. I want to have a like. A feel like um, how do you say it? emotion in it? I think all good music needs a lot of emotion, not just like aggressivity or like war or this total uh, mangel we say in Sweden. I don't know how you say it in in English, but just like a, a tank rolling, you know, like total aggressivity and uh, yeah, force. Blunt force. It has to have some emotional edge that like, kind of awakens the sublime in, in in the soul, you know, and in the heart. I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, if you could collaborate with any living musician, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends from day to day. Um, I I really love the singer of Funeral Mist and Marduk, um, um, Ariok. Um, I think his voice is fantastic. But uh, now I found Patrick, which I've been playing music with before, but I never heard him sing like this. And I I truly fucking love his voice, uh, and I think it uh, made such. Uh, uh, it really added to the music when he finally made the vocals because it wasn't sure uh, who was going to sing it, if I was going to do it myself or and anything. Uh, and he's been playing lots of punk rock before, but not like metal. And he's not that much into it. But I mean, his voice is uh, it's really good. Yeah, I think it uh, it goes well with the music. Yeah, thank you. So I don't know. To answer your question, uh, I've never thought about that like that. But I guess if if I would make like a split uh, album with uh, another band, uh, I would really like to make a split with the Swedish D-beat band War Collapse, because I've been listening to them since I was a little kid, and I still think they make really good music. And um, even if it's D-beat and more hardcore punk, I think it would fit really good. Nice. I've never heard of them. I'm going to check them out. Yeah, please do. Um, they're a really small band, like from the DIY punk scene. Nice. This is my, my weird, goofy question. <laughs> Prepare yeah. yourself. If you could transform into any mythical creature... What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Mythical creature. Uh, <laughs> I get some really interesting answers from this. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like unicorn and dragons and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I once got uh, a mix between Jesus and Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't really think so much about mythical creatures, so I can <laughs> answer that question. But uh, the the latest Funeral Mist song has a, uh, the latest Funeral Mist album has a song that's called Cockatrice, and it's some kind of weird snake demon with wings and stuff. Uh, I guess that one, because I love the song. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. The hippogriff? Hmm. I think both are fitting. S- something that flies, I guess. Because why not? Exactly. Uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you inspired? What keeps you making music? I don't know. <sighs> the void. <laughs> The emptiness of life. I mean, you have to feel like the the hole in your heart with something and the hopelessness that you feel when you look outside the window. Uh, and I mean, just walking around and doing nothing, just working and sleeping and stuff, making money, having a family. I don't think that's not for me. As I guess I, I share that view with many artists. That's because you you make art, you know, because you have uh, you have something you want to express that's that's inside of you, and you want it has to get out. Um, but it's a, a really pompous answer. Or how do you say it? It's uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, uh, hmm. I, I think it's but, a fine answer. Yeah. But I get it from like, uh, I read a lot of um, books on politics and of course, um, and stuff like that. So I guess uh, another, some ambition is to change the world, I guess, because I grew up in the, in the punk rock scene, which is very much like DIY, anti-capitalist, anti-fascist environment, and, and everything you do is... Uh, for like some kind of higher purpose to make the world better, yeah. and that's another thing with uh, which uh, why I don't want to call it black metal because uh, I have a totally different view on 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 the human than most black metal bands. Um, I think we have potential for good, and I think the paradise on earth is. Uh, within reach. Very nice. You have some good answers. <laughs> but yeah, so it seems like uh, it's death metal with punk attitude? Yeah, pretty much. But I think most death metal has the punk attitude. That what makes it death metal and not black metal. Lots of the Swedish death metal bands anyways has like a political edge. Uh, and that's why the black and death metal scene didn't like really mix in the 90s because uh, um, lots of the bands and even from outside like the UK bands like Carcass uh, were considered like punk rockers or some fucking do-gooders and vegetarians and whatnot um, um, maybe considered less less true metal than more like yeah life metal you know the the term of course yeah which was like uh, put on the more 
political death metal bands uh, that actually gave a fuck. Indeed. Um, here's a here's another odd one. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, black coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> I want to say, but uh, usually I eat. Uh, I don't know anything I have in the fridge. Depends. Oatmeal. There's a lot of us that eat oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, classic. Anything that keeps me going until lunch. I need a lot of calories to keep my body afloat. Uh, what are you reading? Right now? Yes. This? Ooh. It's, uh, it's uh, a journalist that's been to the Kalahari in uh, Africa, searching for the... Um, how do you say? Um, hmm. Like the first uh, people? Like the first men? Oh. I don't like the word men, but yeah. First humanoids? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, It's called uh, Dawn over Kalahari. And it's uh, pretty much like a philosophical uh, journey, but also a lot of uh, academic... He, he meets a lot of uh, researchers. Uh, you say researchers? Like they uh, do research? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the name of the author again? Lasse Berg. He's a Swedish guy. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you can see the spelling. I will definitely write that down for the listeners so they can see it. But thank you. Yeah. Me and my mom got into like a conversation about, uh, about anarchism. And uh, I was telling her that I read Mutual Aid by Kropotkin. One of their classical anarchist uh, books, and, and she uh, immediately like uh, uh, connected this book like to, to the same uh, to the same uh, thoughts that he had, like the uh, why uh, the human race got so successful. It's not uh, you know the the old Machiavelli um, idea that uh, you need a strong leader and the leader can do whatever he wants because. Uh, it benefits all in the in the end, uh, which also is yeah through uh, Hobbes and then Darwin and the social Darwinists, uh, survival of the fittest and everything like that. Uh, but they have a, a different view that like uh, mutual aid and uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> my English, yeah, I lose words all the time. Mm. You're doing fine. Yeah, pretty much. Like mutual aid was our uh, our way of uh, uh, thriving, and not the competition. Nice. So, did you get your interest in anarchist things from your mother? Like, did she kind of inspire you to read these things? Uh, yes and no. I grew up in a political home, of course. My my parents were like, uh, we moved out to the countryside when I was a kid, and they started to uh, to grow crops and farm and stuff. But How to they be more had, independent. 
Yeah, like in a small scale, like self, uh, self-contained kind of way. You know? Hippies, I think people would call them. Yeah. But uh, my my political schooling from from that time was from punk rock. I started listening to punk rock when I was really really small uh, through my sister. Yeah. And that's, I think, where I got all the uh, strange ideas. Very cool. Very cool. And I can... I, I, I'm right there with you. I, have, I also have hippie parents, as, right. as someone yeah. called. Yeah. I think uh, lots of people in, in this generation have them, especially if you're into music and, and art. Right? Yeah, and you definitely kind of personally grew up with this that government I don't know if I trust those fuckers <laughs> especially right now no. with the Cheeto Puff in office nightmare uh, but anyway we can talk about America's problems all day um, who would you love to share the stage with like if you had the opportunity to like tour with a band or, or something to that extent. Courtney Love. Hole? Yeah. Or her uh, solo project. Yeah. I think so, yeah. No metal bands. No metal bands allowed. Interesting. Very cool. Well, is there anything that you want to share with the listeners future plans with the band do you guys even tour i mean yeah, being a few piece tour in september Ooh. we're putting together a band um, um germany based and we're going on a 12-day tour in september starting and ending in leipzig so if you're in europe you can come see us somewhere along the road i think i posted some of the dates on my page on Facebook uh, but it's still in the in the process of being booked so I don't have the <laughs> the full itinerary yet understandable September's yeah. a little while away yeah well cool well do you think you'll ever be able to come to the states or am I gonna have to go to a festival in Europe probably to ever see you guys yeah hopefully um, uh, to the states i have some contacts but i think um after this europe tour i think it's gonna be like one more europe uh, a smaller tour hopefully with another left-wing metal band so scratch that la- last part about not uh, sharing stage with metal bands <laughs> i'm <laughs> gonna do that a couple of times of course yeah uh, and then I guess we'll look into the rest of the world. But US is a fucking hassle to tour. I've heard. Yeah, it's you can't even like fly with a packet of strings because uh, they will check you in the uh, border control. Yeah, I talked to a guy who was like, I couldn't even bring my drumsticks over. Oh, exactly, yeah. I'm like, it's so ridiculous. You don't realize how ridiculous your country is until you try to get through customs again. <laughs> Coming back and they're like, what did you bring? And be like, none of your fucking business. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I guess we should wrap this up and you should tell us what song you would like us to play after this interview. Um, I would like everyone to hear Execution of Grigoriev, I think. Um, that's uh, the, the, the last one I wrote for the album, actually. Uh, I wrote it just like a month before recording it, but it came out really good. That was the execution of Grigorev. He pronounced it way better than I did. <laughs> but that guy was so interesting to talk to. It's probably good that we didn't do an in-person interview because I would have been like, let's just talk for hours. Four-hour interview. Four hours later, he's like, get the fuck out of my studio. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Well, of course, I liked it. Like, As you should. Um. Again, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a picky man. And as soon as you start a song off like really extreme like that, you've you've got my attention. Um, I like when the best way that I know of to describe it is music like this. It's like someone like gently pouring lava on you hot yeah like it's (laughs) like from the beginning starts off extreme and i definitely like the the riff at the end that was a nice nice change up that caught my attention yeah but yeah uh, good music seems like a cool guy yeah yeah Interesting guy to talk to. Lots of, I don't know. I really thought that was a good interview. Very good. Oh, also, for those uh, curious, the book that he mentioned, uh, Don Don Over Kalahari, How Man Became Human by Leseberg, L-A-S-S-E-B-E-R-G. I did find a copy of it on the internet in English. So if you want to read it out there, listeners, you can. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, I, I was just thinking like uh, cuz he said that he was into like the punk scene and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm wondering if there's like didn't he mention life metal? I think that's what he said. L I F E? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe you are correct. Um, now, I don't know if he would uh, put this band in that category, but like to me, like bands like that would be like uh, like Death, because Death started off uh, as like just a standard death metal band, mm-hmm. and then it turned into like it was obviously a little bit more progressive in later albums, and they talked about like real world stuff. Like Chuck was like a huge advocate of that, starting from Human and and onward. Uh, well, actually, maybe spiritual healing and then onward. But anyway, yeah. I'm, the reason why I mention this is I wonder if there's any like extreme metal or even black metal bands that that talk about those things because punk is very much uh, obviously like political. Yeah. Grindcore bands are uh, political. They talk about you know anarchy and things of that sort. So I'm wondering if there's if there's any black metal bands out there that talk about that. Because, I mean, obviously, when you think of black metal bands, you do end up thinking of Satanism. Like, it, it's just branded on that. So, yeah. now I'm curious. Right? Well, like you said, black metal is very, very just, like, synonymous with Satanism. Right. Which is why he wanted to separate himself. Separate yeah. himself. And I, I totally get that. Very much so. Um, oh, uh, for those that haven't listened to it, episode 13, we played Trespasser. That was the first time we played it on the show, and the song was Tachanka. It's, uh, very good. <laughs> the whole, the whole album's really good. Uh, but yeah. Good shit. I have to sit down and listen, listen to it all. I've been in the absorb it all in, in one sitting mood the past few months so Ooh. well 
Stay tuned because I've got more of that coming. Yes. For sure. Uh, like, okay, so we've covered some older, older stuff, so to speak. Uh, we're from from now on for the next few songs. It's gonna be shit coming out in June. Nice. Yes. Uh, we just listened to some pretty dark death metal. We're going to go the opposite end of the spectrum and play some traditional metal. Ooh. Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first band up is Ravensire. They are from Portugal. Been around since 2011. They are on Cruz de la Sur Music. This band, uh, this is the band's third full-length release. An album of might, spirit, and will. Uh, it is dedicated to Mark Shelton and Harthmuth Schindler. That's a German name. I'm not just saying things stupid. Um, they, of course, Mark Shelton uh, was Middle Road guy. And uh, Mr. Schindler was the guy that ran uh, Barbarian Wrath and Nazgul's Ear Productions. Uh, He's been in a persistent vegetative state, so he was a friend of the band and a really big supporter. So Mm. the album's kind of like, I don't know, I guess pretty personal for them. Yeah. Um, But... Let's see here. I'm going to play for you Dawning in Darkness. If you like the band, you can pick their album up. It releases June 14th. And you can hear more of their music on Bandcamp. You can hear Carnage at Kerrang! and After the Battle. Uh, But this is Dawning in Darkness.
That was Raven Sire. Uh, the album, I forgot to mention the name of it. It is called A Stone Engraved in Red. He has an interesting voice. Indeed. I agree. It's very uh, different from uh, this genre. Yeah. Yeah. I like the guitar bits. Yeah, me too. Uh, some of the lead bits reminded me of uh, Metallica. Hmm. Master of Poopits era. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's shitty. <laughs> I'm sorry, low-hanging fruit. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the song after the battle is the song that they tributed to uh, Mark Shelton mm. for those that are interested in checking that out is this uh Bandcamp? fuck yeah okay yeah you can listen to it on Bandcamp. all right next band more heavy metal have you ever heard of the lord weird slachfeg no <sighs> this band has been around since 1990. <laughs> I guess I guess they've been underground for a long time. That's what it's all about. Right? Uh, let's see. This is their 10th album. It's called New Agronon. Uh, this is also a Cruz de la Sur music release. Let's see. Ooh, the band name is taken from the main villain in the British comic book series... Slain, S-L-A-I-N-E. He's got a thing above it. I've never heard of it. I like comic books. Me too. I have not heard of it. Uh, But I'm curious, uh, which the comic is set in a world based on Celtic myths and stories. Those myths are the fodder for many of the lyrical topics in the band's music. We are going to listen to Headhunter, Mm. and if you dig that, you can go to Bandcamp and listen to the song New Agronon. I really feel like I'm fucking that up, but I might be doing all right for once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, uh, this album releases in Europe on the 14th of June, and here in the US on the 21st. Oh, we have to wait longer. Uh, But anywho, here's Headhunter.
I think this band is growing on me. That's some pretty, pretty catchy riffs. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of the 70s rock that I grew up listening to. Yeah, it definitely sounds like 70s rock for sure. And every time I've listened to it, I like it more. I, I think it's one of those, like, slow, slow grow on you kind of things. Because at first you're like, the fuck? I don't know. I At least for me it was. Caught me pretty quick. Nice. Well, thoughts, feelings. The, I like the... the yeah. I don't that's, know what it reminds me of. That's That's a really, really nice touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't hear bands like that often just because, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place with music, but yeah, so that was, that was a nice, uh, nice breath of fresh air. What, what, what kind of music is that? I know that it's reminiscent of seventies rock music, but like, what, what is it? Metal archives classified it as just heavy metal. Heavy metal. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I don't. I think there's something about it that maybe kind of makes me think of Steppenwolf. <laughs> but I haven't listened to Steppenwolf in <laughs> ages. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I, I was probably in high school last time I listened to that. You know, because when I started getting into metal, I was, you know, too metal to listen to anything else until I grew up a bit and was like, fuck that, I'm going to go listen to this weird shit now. <laughs> but... I like it. I am ashamed to say that that is the only album I've ever listened to, but I definitely want to make an effort and step slowly backwards through the albums, probably, because it's a bit overwhelming. Ten albums. That's like sitting down and just listening to every Judas Priest album back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when I finally like completed my death on vinyl collection and I just sat down and listened to every fucking album back to back and by the end of it I was like oh my god I need air <laughs> right I love death but y- you gotta come up take a break yeah well I mean at least with death like there's like there's a very noticeable it, evolution yeah a, a yeah. natural you know growth there but that's yeah I hear you. um Sometimes when I'm listening to full albums, like all, especially with a big catalog, as much as I hate to say this, like, I think it's very, like, sacrilegious. Well, I mean, every, everybody has their own personal preference, but I like to, like, start, like, fairly new, kind of jump back a little bit, and then go further into the future with the newer stuff, and then maybe, like, eventually, like, listen to all of it. Just jumping around? Yeah, like Omnium Gatherum. I did that with them. Ah, when I when I was in uh, college, I discovered AFI, and I started with yeah. like their yeah. Don't, shut up! <laughs> I, I started with their DreamWorks release, which was like this is alright. But then I went to their like Nitro shit, and I was huh. like, it got better. <laughs> Haven't listened to them in forever. Wow. Yeah, I had all their shit on CD, and then I got too metal, and I sold it all. I think, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of any of my albums. Especially my Hanson album. Oh I don't have God. a Hanson album. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I gotcha. You're you're a funny guy. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know what? You should do like a Hanson death metal cover band. Ooh. 
don't. Okay. Bop. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't tempt me. Oh, I think you could do it. Anyway, enough of that silly horse shit. <laughs> I've got probably one of my more favorite releases on this episode. Uh, well, for that's being released in June. Uh, have you ever heard of Lunar Shadow? I have not. They are a German heavy metal band. They've been around Ooh. since 2014. Okay, guess what? What? This is another Cruz de la Sur music release. All right. That's what, three now? Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They've had a little bit of a lineup change since their debut release. Fuck, how long ago was that? 2016 or 17, I think? Uh, anyway, they're German, so forgive the name fuck-ups. Uh, Robert Rottig? Rottig? Mm, anyway, no, no, no. is replacing Alex Vorman on vocals. Uh, the second full-length explores themes of passion and the human condition. Ooh, uh, let's see. Cover art is by Adam Burke, who did art for the triumphant ep that they put out uh a little while ago and oh uh max beer mom b-i-r-b-a-u-m german names dude uh oversaw every note lyric and drum beat during the marathon studio sessions uh max is one of their members by the way not just like the janitor came in and <laughs> oversaw every note. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that kind of just like crazy intensiveness is maybe why I like this album. I don't know. Like I listened to their first release back when it came out and it didn't really shake my boots or anything. And then I revisited it after listening to this album, and I still am like, eh, about it. Maybe it's the new vocalist. Maybe it's just kind of the uh, shift in in theme and style yeah. ever so slightly. Uh, I had a really hard time picking a song because I think every song on this album is pretty fucking killer. But That's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Um, the album is called The Smokeless Fires. It releases June 14th. We are going to listen to, I picked the hardest and longest word on the album <laughs> to, to fucking play for you. Uh, Laurel Dinerinen? Oh. Anyway, look at the, look at the show notes and you <laughs> try to pronounce it. All right. <laughs> We're going to listen to that though.
like it. Do you like it? I like it. That's fucking right. I like the I like the last riff. I was like, who does this remind me of? And I was like, ah, Olden Flames. Ooh. There there is a lot going on in that song that I really enjoyed. That's uh like me a good old riff fest. Yeah. Very well-rounded musicians in this band. I like them. Same. I was so pleasantly surprised because I was like, Lunar Shadow. I recognize that. Oh, is that album? Yeah. But this album, like, <laughs> yes! Yes! Just want to slather it on bread and yum it up. Could <laughs> <laughs> be a marketing, be a good marketing tactic. Right? Lunar Shadow Spread. Delicious on toast. Nutritious and delicious. <laughs> anyway, we are going to completely change direction leave the traditional heavy stuff behind i know we're gonna get all freaky with some death metal okay all right i figured he wouldn't complain about that see see what you did to me Mm mm-hmm well uh i guess you could the style according to metal band metal archives is extreme metal okay i'm yeah. I'm back in the game. Yes, you should be. This is Atheist. It's like Atheist with an I. I-T-H-E-I-S-T. Oh. Atheist? Atheist? I don't know. Anyway, this is a UK band. This is a self-release. Uh, this self-titled debut releases June 21st. Atheist is a multi-instrumentalist, Dan Coach, and vocalist, lyricist, Kane Nelson, with roots tracking back to 2004. So, they've been around a little bit. It's a while back. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I thought this was uh, rather interesting take on things. Let me just rattle my my notes around like a crazy person. Alright, lyricist and vocalist Kane has upped the ante on previous works with powerful lyrics referencing the fall of Lucifer as an allegory for personal strength on I'm sorry, personal strength to shape one's own reality in accordance with one's own will. Satanism is Uniquely expressed in Atheist's music, Kane explains the lyrical concepts as follows, quote, Previous lyrics have focused on the repugnant ideas of monotheism and the theocracy and why it should be abolished. Atheist's lyrics focus on forging one's own reality through the satanic virtue of discipline and creating an environment that cultivates the casual advancement of personal greatness and power, creating a dark and powerful mindset that embraces reality as opposed to the life-hating, ghoulish trappings of so many black metal bands. Nice. Yes. Uh, If you like the artwork, uh, Manuel Tinnerman did it. I'm not familiar. Uh, Yeah, I... Oh, he's also provided art for... Uh, Lichgate, 
is the only band I recognize. Uh, Spearhead and Sith- Synthian? Hmm, Scythian. Yeah. yeah. But let's... I think, I think this is a band I'm thinking of that you were going to find it interesting. I think you're going to like it. Hmm. We are going to listen to Mankind in Extremis.
So Mankind and Extremis. If you like that song, you can go to Itheus's band page, band bandcamp page, and also listen to Guardian of Baphomet and Neater Amon. <laughs> neater. N-E-T-E-R. <laughs> neater Neater. I don't know. What uh, record label were they on? Uh this is a, a self uh the self released. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's like the creme de la creme. Like that I really enjoyed that. There's there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that. Yeah, weird good. And, and yeah. the, that guitar bit after the, the, the second half of the song with that Oh, it's fucking tasty. Talking about the solo? Yeah, well, wee-wee-wee-wee, <laughs> you know, the wee wee Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, everything in that song. Like, like, like if there casual? was one person that was into one specific type of metal, didn't like other types, like, there'd be something for that person in that song. There's a lot. I wonder what they're into. Right? Hmm. Oh, I feel like I feel like that type of music, that weird type of music, they're probably into into all sorts of crazy shit. I bet they would be really interesting to interview. Oh, dude, maybe maybe we could. If if they did, would you would you join me? Yeah. Fuck yes. Ah, uh, dual dual interview. That would be so fun. I like it. Anyway. I'd be asking the stupid questions. <laughs> oh, come on. I ask people what mythical creature they want to be. Not, well, I mean, it, it's like you're consistent with your questions. I'd be like, you know, ask them some off-the-wall thing and then try to get back to normal and it wouldn't work. <laughs> like, what, what's this kid's problem? <laughs> he should be on medication. And no. I'd be like, you are correct. No, we. L- it should be on medication. I like you how you are. Fuck medication. Yeah, fuck medication. Fuck it. <gasps> this is the first time I said a curse word. Wait, no, it's not the first time I said a curse word on this show. Oh, sorry, I- mom. I actually thought once, <laughs> like, to try to get through an entire episode without a single swear word. I can do it. I couldn't. <laughs> I, sometimes I don't even realize when I swear. It just <laughs> pops out. I've noticed this before. <laughs> it's okay, though. Uh, I have a vulgar mouth. Uh, ooh. All right. We have two bands left. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a doozy of an episode. If you're still listening, you get a banana sticker. <laughs> 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 I like to think that like, when you do monthly... It's something that you can listen to throughout the month. Yeah. I don't expect you to digest all this shit in one setting. Even though I create it in one setting. So what I like what I recommend, like do what I do with 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 movies. Like, well, a lot of people would disagree with this and this is okay, but I like to like I'll cut movies in so many halves that it's it's unbelievable like like <laughs> watch it one night and you get mean, to like that thirds? that one yeah that one juicy part of the movie and just just time to go to bed like I'll finish it tomorrow. Oh god, it's like uh <laughs> watching a two-part episode of Star Trek and you finish the first episode and then you're like, I could watch the second, but I'm just going to leave myself hanging on this cliffhanger so I can lay in bed and not sleep and think about what the fuck is going to happen oh, next. Oh, there you go. 
Those are the best nights. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, like what was it? Back in college, I showed uh, Metropolis to a friend of mine and she had to watch it in three settings. She just could not handle that much silent filmage. Ah, uh, I gotcha. While I, on the other hand, I'm like, let's watch it again. <laughs> I bet I could do it. Wait, have you not seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, we're having a movie night soon, boy. It's happening. It's on. Like anyway, back on track. Nucleus. The band is called Nucleus. Huh. The album is called Entity. It releases June 14th. And, dude, I don't know if I mentioned when Itheus's album comes out. It's 21st. 21st is when Itheus's self-titled debut comes out. I'll be looking for that. As you should. I'll have links on the on the band camp. Anyway. Nucleus. Entity. June 14th. This is an unspeakable axe. Records. Release. It's also being released on a record label I've never heard of. Me. Sako. Un. Oj. Records. Wow. I fucked that up. Anyway. They're from Chicago. They formed in 2012, and they are death metal. Uh, let's see. This will be their second album, their debut. Uh, Sentient came out back in 2016. This eight-track and nearly 40-minute album is the auditory version of a hard science fiction novel, which makes my Star Trek mumble jumbo just seem so much more relevant right now. <laughs> uh, Adam Burke uh, is, I swear, one of the most busy uh, artists for doing cover art for albums and metal right now. I swear I see his name everywhere. Uh, he did a really sweet sci-fi painting. Kind of looks like a spaceship. It's pretty rad. I like spaceships. As do I. Uh... Let's see, we're going to listen to the song Arrival. If you like Arrival, you can go to their Bandcamp page and listen to Entity, the song, because it's also the name of the album, but you know. It's also the name of a movie with Charlie Sheen in it about aliens. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's all coming first full circle, kids. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jam some sci-fi death metal. Let's do it.
All right. And that song does fade into the other one. That's why it gets all weird faded cut. <laughs> but chow. Uh, yeah, that was a rival. Some sci-fi metal. How do you like that, Cole? That was interesting. Uh, there's definitely a lot, a lot going on there. I don't think I've, maybe I've heard uh, metal like that, but I guess not quite like that. It's very <laughs> spacious. Oh, it's pretty far out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, forgive me if you said this. Is this, is it one guy? Hold up. Or is it? Looking at notes. Many. Uh, actually, I have no fucking idea. You know what hmm. does now? The Me- internet. Metal archives? Metal archives is my shit, dude. When all, all else fails, look at the good website. I mean, not that it's always good. And there are a <laughs> few bands that are not on there that I feel like they should be. Like the band that is coming up, I don't think they're on there. Band, nope, that's the wrong fucking thing. Metal, <laughs> metalum, nucleus. They're a four piece. If this ah. is the right band, hold up. Yeah, because they're from Chicago, and this band is from from Chicago. Though there is another band called Nucleus that's. Doom Metal from New Jersey. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. There's a picture, and there are four guys. And now that I'm saying this, I'm remembering. Uh, it's a four-piece. Anyway. The old four-piecer. The old four-piecer. Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah, definitely love the artwork. Dude, right? Love their band logo, too. That fits. Good job, kids. Good yes. job, guys. Very good job. Good job. Well, Cole. No. It's nearing the end. No. Oh yes. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. But before before we get all into it, uh, I'm gonna say it. All the bands that you heard here on this episode, you'll find links to the uh all kinds of shit, like band website maybe if they have a website <laughs> maybe i'll link it if there's a band camp where you can buy their music i'm gonna link that because support underground metal support the bands you like so that we keep the metal underground alive keep metal evolving yes keep it tasty mm. and keep, speaking of keep it juicy yeah i all right so varaha <laughs> yep. The last time I played this band, I couldn't pronounce their band name. <laughs> and I'm things have not changed. Back. And I don't even have the excuse of them being from like Croatia or the Ukraine <laughs> or something. They're from Chicago. Oh, nice. There's a lot of Chicago bands today. Okay, I think there's this is like the second Chicago band, but whatever. Fuck it. V A R A H A. Varaha. That's your, yeah, your guess is as good as mine on Ha-ha! That. Anyway. Their uh, <laughs> debut album, A Passage for Lost Years, were released uh, back in April on Prosthetic Records. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played their song, uh, Cubicle, 
on <laughs> episode 12. If you want to go revisit that, you're welcome to. Or you could just go to Bandcamp and listen to the whole album. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and play for you one of my favorites. Uh, this is a rather long album. This is, I feel, an album that you want to actively be listening to. Yeah. So that you absorb it more efficiently. Because it's like atmospheric, dark doom. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. And this is an 11 minute song, which is why I'm ending with it. But also because I know you guys can handle an 11 minute song. Better be able to handle it. Because if you can handle this long fucking episode, you can handle <laughs> anything. <laughs> uh, but I really like it. Uh, of course, I'll ask Cole's thoughts on the music after we're done. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and play a passage for Lost Years off of the album by the same name. This is it!
Ooh, so how'd you like that? I call that reflection metal. That's the type of metal that you listen to when you're thinking long and hard about where you are in life. You just want to like sort it all out in your head. That's what I think of when I listen to that. I like that. It's spacious, a uh, lot of lot of room to breathe, and uh, very interesting. Well, if you like that, I think you'll enjoy the full album. Probably. Yeah, I recommend uh, sitting down and listening to it. I just bought it and need to do that. I bought it earlier today because I'm a slacker. <laughs> slacker! Uh, but yeah, I have it now and that's what matters. I'm really impressed with a lot of these labels now because... I think I've mentioned before in previous episodes, like, like I'm just now starting to like slowly get back into metal, and all these record labels like Prosthetic Records, Willow Tip, I haven't like paid attention to them since like 2005, 2006. Yeah. So back back then, like, from what it seemed, those labels were just like dominant and like just like straight metal. So, this one, like, I'm surprised that prosthetic records, not that they're bad, like, they're good. It's just, it's kind of a wild card a little bit. It's interesting. Hmm. I can't remember who all is on that label. Prosthetic records? Yeah, but, I mean, like, I definitely remember other other good shit coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Prosthetic Records was the the home base for, I mean, that's basically where Lamb of God got started. So every time I think of Prosthetic Records, I think of, you know, 2004, 2005. And and there's a lot of bands like that on, on the label. So that's interesting. I think, I think metal is definitely growing. And all of these, like, dominant record labels that have like you know just thrash or just this or that like they're branching out more which is good oh definitely it's growing as it should oh yeah uh i forgot neckbeard death camps on prosthetic what what is that you've not heard of neckbeard death camp uh-uh they're like uh i i don't know how to best describe it it's like so they have like far right black metal, like national socialist black metal. Uh-huh. This is like leftist black metal. It's it's hey. very like tongue tongue in cheek and and humorous. It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like yeah, interesting. Yeah, you should probably uh, check it out if you find that amusing. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Venom Prison is on that. They've definitely been getting a lot of attention. But, oh yeah, uh, Marty fucking Friedman. Well, yeah. 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 Well, well on prosthetic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex Mortis. Uh, Skeleton Witch. Yeah, Monotheist. Yeah. Oh, Starkill. Didn't I see that? Oh, yeah, I did. Starkill is cool people. 
Or maybe, maybe I've been living in an illusion this whole time since, like, back when I started getting into metal like this, that maybe the whole time that those record labels were were active up until now, maybe they had bands like that. It's just I paid attention to the the ones on the surface. Maybe that's what it was, but... Gotta get underneath the surface. Yeah, bruh. Find the shit in the murky. Find the murky underground shit. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to all of this wonderful metal. Support it. A lot of metal. Yes. Yeah. Support it a lot. Just milk this episode for the whole month of June (laughs) because more is happening in July. It's it's going down. Until next time. Stay metal. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.